just knew something about him. No, I won't say it on air though. But um, I'm just oh, you didn't know that. before. I, I don't see know. the way no, he behaves. No, he behaves no. like you know. No, I never knew. But I'm so happy. You know, I'm, I'm beginning to look at him in another way, which is a good thing. What about us? Do I know you? You? I beg your yeah. pardon. <laughs> okay. When I enter, you know. Yeah, you okay. Talk. ASC Ogwaje Ogwaje, public relations officer, Nigerian Correctional Service, Kwaibom State Command, is our guest today. Good morning, sir. Good to see you. Good morning, Rose. Oh, right. that's not your mic. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. This good. is your mic. Good morning, Rose. Yes. Good morning. How now? Good morning, good morning. George. I can see the glory of the Lord on your forehead. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Rose, leave this guy now. I'm sorry, I just had to say that. I'm glad it's so good to know that you're here. What's been happening? Before we get into our topic, today we'll be looking at a classification of inmates um, in the Nigerian Correctional Service. But but how how are the inmates doing? Uh, they are faring very well. Um, the inmates are, like, like I always say, mm. they are good to go, they are healthy, and we're taking... Very good. Uh, we are taking care of them. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's true. Um, now that um, to a large extent, you know, the lockdown has been eased and all of that, have they started receiving visitors, their families, in a way? Are they, are they coming to see them? It's been months, you know. Not yet, uh, but they are in, in touch with their relatives. Uh, via we, the phone lines. Yes, via mm. the phone lines. And very soon, we are going to open up uh, the entire system for their, inmate, uh, for their relatives to... Uh, come and visit them. Okay, so yeah. we hope that's soon enough. So in case you're listening to us and you have a relative right there, the Nigerian Correctional Service, in any of the custodial centers here in New York, um, just be rest, rest assured that soon enough, you would have the privilege of visiting. And I know that when that time comes, a lot of measures, right? They have to wear their mask and all of the safety protocols will be sure. advised, yes. Okay, so let's go straight um, to what we're talking about today, classification of inmates in Nigerian Correctional services is this this is that something like a classification i thought all criminals so to say or inmates <laughs> you know they just they just they are just categorized as one no uh, um, there there is classification in in the nigerian correctional service even before we uh, change uh, into the nigerian uh, correctional when it was service, the prison service uh, yes. when it was a prison service we do uh, practice a uh, classification because it's one of the tools that we use in reformation and rehabilitation of these offenders mm. so for us in the uh, nigerian correctional service classification simply means uh, the categorization of these uh, inmates into different uh, groupies based on established uh, criteria like uh, risk and needs um, assessments, individualized records, mm. in order to facilitate uh, better treatment and reformation of these inmates. Okay. So uh, we have uh, different categories of inmates. And according to the Nelson Mandela rule, rule 11 of the Nelson Mandela rule, it says that the different categories of prisoners mm shall be kept in separate institutions or parts of the institution, like uh, custodial centers, taking account of their sex, age, criminal record, the legal reasons for their detention and the necessity of their treatment. Mm. So he went further to say that men and women shall be detained in separate facilities or custodial centers. When the centers receive both male and female, the whole of the premises allocated to women shall be entirely 
separate. Okay. So there is need for uh, mm. separation of these uh, by gender. Uh, no, that, that, that one is like yeah. we know that one by gender. How yeah. about other? Yeah. How how else do you classify these? Okay, we uh, the major classification we have we have the convicted and unconvicted inmates. These are the major. Then under the uh, convicted inmates, we have. Um, seven categories. We have uh, debtors, we have uh, star offenders, we have uh, ordinary offenders, we have condemned, condemned prisoners. Which one is the, condemned? The one that have uh, life imprisonment uh, or they're about to... Uh, those people that are sentenced to death. So, uh, so and then we have, uh, we have uh, other categories mm. like uh, the the um, the uh, uh, young offenders, Juveniles. That's young offenders. Those between the age of seventeen and twenty-one. Okay. Then we have juveniles. Yeah, so these are juveniles the below seventeen. Uh, below seventeen. But seventeen yeah. is still not an adult now. It's not the age is not eighteen. So why uh, do we have uh, people uh, who are seventeen? Uh, why 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 yeah, why, why we consider that seventeen? That's why I say between the age of seventeen and twenty-one. You know there are some um, uh, offenses that one we commit uh, even at that age. age. Yes, uh, you may you, that, the person may need to be remanded in a custodial center. So okay. so that's why we say between the age of seventeen and twenty-one. Oh, I see. Now, how long does it take to do this classification? Is it just as soon as they get into the correctional service, or it takes days? Uh, it it starts from uh, admission. Uh, during admission, mm. the, 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 this particular inmate will face the admission board. The admission body in charge of these custodial centers, the medical officer, the, uh, is what we call the chief order. Uh, we have uh, other uh, members of this board. So by the time these inmates face this board, uh, they will be assessed. And like I said, based on uh, the risk and needs assessment of each inmate, mm. uh, we will now know how to classify this person. Uh, whether he's a first timer, he's a first offender, we have uh, you know minor offenses, or whether he's a capital offense. That's in the ideal situation. Um, but um, going further, we have uh, uh, other ways that we can, as they progress in, in custodial centers, we can also reclassify them into uh, allocating them into uh, different cells mm. in custodial center. All right. So we start the classification and admission and all of that. So um, how, this, how does this classification aid in the reformative process of these inmates how does it help okay um, the uh, it, it, it helps to prevent uh, contamination of good elements by bad ones that's the that, that's the primary essence of okay. this uh, classification because like i said before missing or uh, putting these people together um, someone that have committed a capital offense with a minor offense or a debtor a debtor which is a civil offense you know putting them together we definitely well, why would debtors be in the correctional service why why does that happen it, it, they're just owing money now yeah, they are owing money. But so if, if I owe you money, you take me to your uh, service. You no, know, it all depends. Uh, you know, this uh, we 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 accept this inmate from from the court. Uh, okay. So it, it all depends on the uh, um, the the legal proceeding. So is that um, not where we should have the restorative justice that the correctional service keeps talking about? I mean, people who are owing money should not be in the correctional service. They shouldn't be in the custodial centers. Uh, if, if 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 it's a financial embarrassment and the person actually uh, causes uh, financial embarrassment, like uh, you know, there 
is the kind of debt that uh, the person will need to yeah, be reminded. So debtors can be reminded. We have other kinds of uh, inmates. We have we also have detainees. Mm. Detainees, uh, mostly political prisoners. Yeah. We have them also. Uh, these are the uh, various uh, categories of inmates that we have. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't know. I know that we're still yet to visit the correctional um, centers and that should happen. Um, well, no thanks to COVID. That should have happened earlier. But we're still um, working on that though. But um, how am I not too sure that these classifications would help. Now you've just said that there are debtors, there are detainees, there are those who are under, who are there for capital punishment and all the other categories that you have just mentioned. Now would you really give them different set of, I don't know, punishment or something? I mean, different set of treatments? Yeah, uh, um, we have uh, different uh, treatments. Um, okay. You start from allocating them into uh, various cells. Like I said, the, the cell that we put these uh, face offenders, we call them the star uh, inmates. It's not the cell. We can't put them together with those that have so capital offenders. So that cell, what's the difference between that cell for the first offenders and the, those who are in there for capital um, punishment or those who are condemned? You know, the, the, the essence is to prevent uh, the influence of these other people on these other inmates. So that's the first step. We start from there. Um, then the psychologists, the sociologists, our welfare officers, we now take over from there to make sure that we uh, did uh, the risk and need assessments of this inmate to know why they, they uh, yes, them. yes, they commit this crime. So we start from there. Then we also put them in um, workshops. You know, if, you know, try to encourage them to learn uh, vocational skills. So these are the things that we do to make sure that we treat them. Okay. We start. Uh, let's let's go back a bit. When when we get to talk here on the correct life, uh, most times you get to talk about you know these studies going on for the inmates, and you know they get to learn things. You have just mentioned now that. It's the first offenders or those ones who do not really, who never really committed that kind of crime, you know, for the capital punishment and the rest that have these. So does that mean that you are saying that not all inmates have the access or opportunity to learn skills and also get education? All inmates have access to these uh, uh, skills acquisition and okay. also uh, the education in custody. They, 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 they have their sex. But what I'm saying is that we tried in, in, in the ideal situation, we tried to um, uh, stop them from missing up as in, you know, because it's one of the things that helps us to reform them. Because by the time you put a condemn in an inmate uh, with mm -hmm. somebody that just uh, committed a minor off offense like traffic, uh, you know, disobeying traffic uh, rules, uh, definitely the, the, the person, the condemned person will influence that person and it becomes difficult for us to reform, reform. Yeah, the, that person would you give us an example what is just give us one scenario where that happened where um a condemned inmate um, was able to influence you know the one who was there for just a minor offense mm, when you get to their cells uh, especially in, in the night when they are in their cells locked locked up is there lights do we have light there electricity do we have a steady power supply in Nigeria? But in the correctional service, at night, 
how do you guys who are the prison wardens and all of that take care of these people at night without electricity the correctional center is just a subsystem of the okay. um, of the entire system so so, uh, so what is obtainable outside is so at night uh, is, is dark they is, use candles uh, no, or what no, we have we have generating uh, yeah, that's, generator sets so we power them but uh, i can assure you 24 hours uh, power supply i can i can assure you that but we do everything within our uh, uh, our power, possible yeah. power to make sure that give we, them power at we night. give them power and there are some custodial centers like Kuje. If you go to Kuje uh, Correctional Center, they, they have solar uh, power. So they, uh, those people, they, at least so they that have. Was for the big boys. They have uh, more than twenty hours uh, power supply in a day. Interesting. Yeah. Some some cities don't have that in yeah. Rio. I mean, in Akwaibom yeah. and even in Nigeria. Of course. Okay. Uh, so we're we're talking about the influence, and and that's when you now said at night. Okay, know, at night. When you go get closer to their cells you discover that uh, there is a lot of bullying a lot of uh, you know by these uh, older inmates uh, you know they try to uh, suppress these inmates they try to bully them they try to make them uh, feel very they beat them uh, because i've seen a lot of prison yeah. films i've read a lot of prison novels and i know that they kind of like beat you know some of these inmates inmates they fight against each other they fight and all of that does that happen uh, there is a, a system in in the nigerian correctional service that we have a, 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 just like in a boarding school we have a head a head boys head girls you know okay. uh, so we have prefects and others so in in each cells we have a government that control and regulate these inmates even wow. when the officers are not present there yeah. okay. so so they help us to control. manage and control the the, the how do you how do you choose that how do you choose that particular leader of a particular cell or you know an area or how it's classified how do you choose the particular inmates that would help you know control the inmates there it's based on seniority and uh, it's time you spent in the custodial center and also we also try to observe if that person have a leadership trait in, in, in him there's something so, called good behavior uh, good, uh, good behavior and leadership characters so by the time we we encourage them these inmates will also help to uh, you know regulate and control them but mm. they are this influence of these uh, other inmates over the new ones, especially those are new in the mm. in, in this custodial center. So there is this. Uh, so that's why we try to prevent this. We try to minimize it by putting them in cells that uh, we know that uh, they will not uh, get this kind of treatment. So. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so now for the now that the classification has been done, that's what the correctional service do. Um, that's what they do to make sure they can reform them. What is the reformative process like for these different classifications of inmates? We we have um, like like in New York Australia Center, we have a tailoring workshop. We have the carpentry, and for the female, we have uh, soap making tailoring, hairdressing, and, and the rest of them. So we try to see the interest of these uh, particular inmates. Okay. Uh, if he or she wants to go into tailoring, uh, mm. we encourage the person. And, and by the time the person passed through this process and, and upon discharge, uh, we also try to see how we can 
uh, equip them. That's uh, after the uh, after reformation. Then we rehabilitate. Then we also try to reintegrate these inmates into the larger society. And by reintegration, we make sure that the person has acquired this skill, mm. and we support that person with uh, one or two uh, uh, tools mm. that we make him or her to you know have a life after the incarceration for, for those who are um you know classified yeah. as the condemned and capital um, punishment they're there for capital punishment are they willing to accept some of these reformative you know exercises that the correctional center uh, brings how, how do they how do they accept it it's just the same with uh, the ordinary inmates. Uh, they don't have any option than to really? you know, uh, to see what they can do because they believe that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, that you are inside there does not mean that your 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 life is uh, is finished. Well, what's, what's the ones who are uh, there for life, I mean, they're not coming uh, out. What do they need these skills for? What do they need the education for? There is every uh, possibility that at the end of the day, or maybe probably the person will come out. Uh, I've, I've I've told you about amnesty programs. Yes. Uh, the governor can you know grant amnesty to these uh, condemned uh, mm -hmm. lifers. And I've seen a situation where somebody has spent thirty years, twenty years. The person come out and the person was a lifer and he was granted amnesty by the governor and he's out today and he's working freely in the in 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 you today. Uh, so and so many of them. So that you are a lifer does not mean that you will not you know allow yourself to be reformed. In mm -hmm. fact. Uh, let me just tell you this: uh, in the custodial center, the lifers are the pillars of the of, 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 of the of this uh, custodial center. Why, why is that so? Uh, they, they have been there. Like I told you, when we want to choose these uh, these uh, head uh, head uh, head boys, mm. uh, we look at the the years that you spend in this custodial center. So mm. these lifers, we we train them. We, they have they have been in the system. They have observers. They have learned one or two things. So they help us to also control other inmates. So they've mm. they've, they've come to accept their fate, of and course. so it's a lot easier for them to say. I've been there before. Calm down, you know, like just go with the flow. Now, um, I the area of the women, the women, those who are uh, women and their lifers. What is it like for them also? It's not different from their male counterpart. Uh, they also learn one or two skills in, in, in custody, and it will help them to see how they can uh, have a life after uh, this incarceration so it's, it's not it's not different it's not different uh, i've i've seen some of these women and uh, they have learned one or two skills mm. if you go to your custodial center you go to the female wing you see them producing uh, all, all kinds of uh, artwork like bees you know handwork and our bags and all mm. they've learned all those things and they believe in one day that that uh, you know they will they will regain their freedom Okay, yeah. just before we take a break, you, you did mention you have psychologists and all of that. We know that, yeah. uh, that we always talk about that. What's the mental state of these inmates according to their classifications? The mental state of the inmates, we, if we identify that yeah, you are not mentally stable, Mm. Uh, we follow you up. Uh, we give you medical care. We have doctors. We have drugs. We have psychiatrists uh, that can prescribe some medication for these people. Mm. And we try to see how, you know, even if it means uh, getting an expert from the outside to come and uh, take care of this event, we do it from time to time. Uh, and they follow up on this event. And I've seen some of them. They reform, they, they, they become better person, and they are mentally stable now. 
very interesting. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be wrapping up. We've been talking about classification of inmates in the correctional centers right here in um, Nigeria. And then Akwaibum, ASC Ogbaje Ogbaje, is our guest on the Correct Live Radio Show. Please stay with us. Fortunately, but fortunately, um, radio is still on. We still have more programs coming your way. Uh, it's time to wrap up with ASC Ogbaje Ogbaje. Um, yes, so an interesting conversation so far, no doubt. Let's just, let's, let's send you home. Yes, but before yes. we do, um, are there obstacles to these classifications? Okay, we have uh, the problem of uh, obsolete and insufficient buildings uh, for these uh, in these custodial centers. So mm-hmm. it's one of the challenges that we have in classification of inmates. And we also have the problem of uh, congestion of mm-hmm. this custodial center, which the new art of the Nigerian Correctional Service of 19... 19- 2019 is trying to address uh, this uh, congestion because uh, when we have uh, uh, 90% of this uh, population of these inmates are uh, awaiting trial uh, inmates and you know based on our laws mm. do, the people we really focus on in terms of uh, rehabilitation uh, and uh, training and all these are convicted inmates so the congestion in these uh, custodial centers affecting mm. a classification Okay. It's, uh, it's affecting classification. So we also have a problem of uh, uh, inadequate personnel that uh, can really take care of these, of these, uh, of, of, of these persons, like mm-hmm. the trainings, um, um, carpentry, all those in those workshops. So we have uh, uh, inadequate should, I mean, should, should, should that be a problem? Is, is, is that not open to volunteerism? Uh, we we have NGOs that come from time to time to assist us. Uh, mm. We have uh, NGOs that come. So these are some of the challenges that we have, uh, especially the congestion and um, um, obsolete buildings and uh, inadequate uh, building uh, structures. It is country. a problem. Yeah. Does it look like something is being done to address this? Yeah. Uh, currently, the uh, Controller General of Corrections, I believe, uh, Controller General of Corrections, Jafar Ahmed, uh, we are constructing a, a 3,000 capacity um, um, custodial center in each geopolitical uh, uh, zone. Okay. Um, w- w- the one in, in Abuja, we have Kanu. The one of Patakot for the south side is coming up. Then we also have another one uh, in, uh, in Enugu. All right, so um, that will help in a way. To uh, yes, address the issue of congestion mm. in this custodial center. Okay. All right. It looks like congestion is uh, a factor, you know, against uh, many things that a correctional um, service wants to do. And uh, you need all the support you can get from Abuja. And, yep. uh, the states. I, I hope the relationship with Abuja is uh, it's okay. Why not? Uh, okay. That's the head office. Uh, and they are doing everything. Once you apply, how long does it take to get down here? It, it all depends on the resources oh. available. Are you going to have to that the, the food will be dependent on the resources? No, no there are Do some, they drink Gary, the, the resources are, are not? There are some things that are priority. Okay. Uh, feeding of inmates, are, they are one of those uh, priorities that we have, and we have budgetary provision for these uh, inmates. Uh, for all right. Feeding, uh, That's great. Yes, your budget, budget. Thank you very much. How's the uh, upcoming talent? Uh, that's next uh, month, hunt. right? Uh, next month. Uh, Are they preparing, rehearsing? Of and course, all they have. Okay. They have started, and they can't wait to showcase their talents. my friend that is teaching them. Yeah. SN. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, and right. um, I think he has been trying to keep in touch with you. Uh, he hasn't. Your, <laughs> your audio friend. <laughs>
George is more okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Comfort FM has a, pla- uh, a part to play as well. We will do our own bit to ensure that that comes to fruition. Okay. Thank you for coming around. Thank you so much. See you next Thank week. You. Thank you. All right. Time to give out 